Hello, I'm Dr. E.J. Johnson, and thank you for joining us on this episode of 44. Okay, welcome back. First, let me start by saying Happy New Year. Uh, I worked to get this episode out New Year's Eve, even though we just released the, <laughs> the previous episode like two days ago. I really wanted to get this out before uh, New Year's Day, just so that I could say Happy New Year to you. May this year be your most amazing, most prosperous, most joy-filled, adventure, fun, great, amazing, fantastic, super califragilisticexpialidocious year yet. Happy New Year and Happy New Year to you and all of your family and anyone you care about. Uh, Happy New Year. So that being said, let's get into it. Now, if you've been following the podcast, you've listened to the last six episodes, uh, great. Hopefully you've been doing the, the exercises that that we laid out in those foundational uh, episodes. It's all about the spiritual entrepreneur getting um, and taking your business to the next level, launching, starting your business, and doing some good in the world. So let's get into this final piece of the foundational piece. This is episode number seven, and uh, this piece is going to be all about setting up your system. I'm a systems person, systems work well for me. Um, I, I tend to work better and be more creative when I don't have to uh, wonder about what needs to get done next and, you know, what process I need to use to get things done. When I have things laid out in systems, they just it just tends to work. So that's what this is all about. Now that you have your backward plan, and if you haven't done that yet, because like I said, the episode was only two days ago, that's, it's all good, um, and at the same time, take the time to just invest that time in yourself and get that done. I can't stress how important that is and how beneficial it will be uh, for you right now and as you really get into the thick of your project or your business or scaling up or whatever it is that you're doing. Uh, it's, I just know absolutely it will be a resource for you. So setting up your system. The system, the purpose of this system that we're talking about today is accountability, number one. Number two is making sure that you cover your bases and maintaining balance in your life. And, you know, we can do another episode about balance. As a matter of fact, I think I should put that in the queue to talk about maintaining balance as an entrepreneur. Uh, however, in what I want to tackle right now is accountability. Accountability is huge. It's a huge uh, piece of pushing yourself to stretch yourself beyond uh, what you've done before and what you think you can do. So when you set up your system of accountability, uh, one of the things that I do, uh, just as a, as a little side note or an example of accountability, is a couple of years ago, I was challenged by a good dear friend of mine, Preston Martelli, who I'd love to get on the show at some point, uh, challenged me to 
a 90-day fit challenge. He challenged me to work out every single day in the gym or some sort of workout every single day for at least a half an hour uh, for 90 days straight. And me, I love a challenge. I'm absolutely, I love being challenged like that because that motivates me to just push through and get a result. You know, I don't want to be upstaged by my challengers. So, you know, that is a strong suit of mine. And in certain circumstances, it works really well. And it, it definitely works well when I'm trying to achieve something. And so Preston challenged me to this this workout uh, challenge, and I took it on. You know, I accepted the challenge, and I started working out. And it was like, I know that in the past, like a lot of us maybe, uh, you set out to say, hey, I'm going to get this gym membership. I'm going to work out. And, you know, two weeks later, you're like, gym? What gym? You know, I've done it. As a matter of fact, when I started this challenge with Preston, I already had a gym membership. And I'd had that gym membership, and they hadn't seen me in that gym for at least a year. And I was paying every single month, <laughs> paying this membership over and over and over again, and uh, hadn't even been in the gym. And so when I started this challenge, I took it on powerfully. I was like, I will not be outdone. I'm going to make it all the way through this challenge. When I took on this challenge, I started going to the gym every single day. And they were like, whoa, you know, hey, like, what's, what's going on here? You're like, actually showed up to the gym, you're paying your dues, you've been paying your dues for the last year and we haven't seen you, but now you're actually coming every day, you're taking advantage of of the services and the offerings, and I really took it on, but what helped me get through that challenge, what really was the push was I added another component to the challenge that would ensure for me that I would actually follow through. And here's the other component. I use my social media to hold me personally responsible or personally accountable for going to the gym every day. And the way I did that was I just put it out on my social media, my Facebook, my Instagram, my Twitter, and I just said, hey, I've been challenged to this 90-day challenge. I want you to hold me to it. And, you know, call me when you don't see me post that I go to the gym. I commit. I'm going to post every single day saying that I'm at the gym. And if you don't see a post and you're a friend of mine or a follower of mine, please call me out on it and say, hey, Jay, did you go to the gym today? Or, you know, I don't see a post about your gym experience today. And I cannot tell you, I didn't want one person out of, you know, I have something like 4,000 followers on uh, Facebook and our friends on Facebook and, you know, maybe a, a couple thousand uh, Twitter followers at the time. And it's like, I didn't want any of those people to actually see that I did not say do what I said I was going to do. It's one thing for me to commit to a challenge with my business partner and friend who challenged me. Because if he's not strong enough to, you know, to pull me to do this or to challenge me in a sense where, you know, he's committed and he's, he's holding me accountable, he can't hold me accountable. I have the entire, my entire social media uh, family, if you will, hold me accountable. And I can't tell you the number of people 
who would come up and say, you know, if I hadn't posted a workout by a certain time of day, like two o'clock or so my time, they would say, hey, Jay, I haven't seen a Facebook post where you've gone to the gym. And honestly, that is really the key that got me through. And that's all accountability. Now, I'm not saying that you need to publicly hold yourself accountable to that capacity, right? It takes something. There's some vulnerability there. There's, you know, being willing to, you know, following your face in front of all of your social media followers or whatever. It's a great way to structure yourself and, and really hold yourself accountable to a large group of people. However, what I am going to suggest and what I invite you to take on is to have a core group of people you know that will not hesitate to call you on your stuff and tell those people, give those people permission to call you out when you're not doing what you said you were going to do or you're not producing a result that you said you're going to produce, right? All you got to do, it could be four or five people. I would take on at least three, at least three people that you give permission to call you out when you're not following through. This is your, this is the very core, the very foundational piece of a system that's going to get you to that, to the finish line, right? And a lot of people utilize mentors and coaches. I highly recommend mentors and coaches. I have both, and they're not mutually exclusive. I have a mentor. I have a couple of coaches. And I highly recommend them because those people are not emotionally attached to you in any way, typically. They just know what you said you were going to do, what you want to get out of it, and they're holding you accountable to that. And coaches and mentors, coaches more than mentors, though, that is their job, is to see you as the success that you have claimed for yourself and then hold you accountable to that. When a coach does not hold your feet to the fire and call you on your bull crap, when they don't, when there aren't coaching calls where you walk away feeling like, I really don't like that person today, but you're willing to have the next coaching call, then that coach is not effective, right? And that's a whole other conversation we can talk about coaching. But this accountability piece is what will get you over the hump. When those days when you feel like, I can't do it, I don't want to do it, I, I know I didn't write that ad copy I said I was going to write yesterday, and you gave your word to your coach that you were going to get it done and you didn't do it, if the coach is not holding you accountable to that, then you'll slide, right? You'll, you'll slide. The next thing is, oh, I didn't, you know, I didn't go on those sales calls or I didn't, whatever it is, right? So hold yourself accountable by eliciting folks in your life, be it a coach, a mentor, a loved one, a friend, a buddy, a business partner, make sure that you be really clear with them that they have permission to call you on your crap and to highlight when you have not honored your word in some way by following through and doing what you said you were going to do. Trust me, the moment you do that, you just got to let your ego go for a second, right? 
And you just got to allow this process to work because this process is the main thing that will get you over the hump. I can tell you that, you know, just in the specific case of the working out, I worked out for that 90-day challenge. I didn't miss a day. I haven't stopped working out since then. It's been since June 22nd, 2016. And at the time of this recording, um, it's almost 2019. And I've worked out consecutively without injury, without uh, fail, through sickness, through rain, sleet, snow, doesn't matter. I've worked out every single day since the beginning of that challenge, which is June 22nd, 2016. And it's all because for that first 90 days, I put myself at stake. My my ego was at stake by allowing every one of my social media uh, followers to call me out on my stuff when I did not show up at the gym or post about being at the gym every day. And I didn't want anybody doing that. So I had, I, it just pushed me to do it. And as a result of that, it set a foundation for a repeatable habit that now, you know, I don't even know what I would do at this point if I didn't work out every day. I look forward to it. It's, it's something that is a part of my life. It's almost meditative at times. And it, it's something I absolutely look forward to forward to and I'm healthier as a result of it and I've I've dropped weight as a result of it as well. So accountability. This is a part that's the major part of your system. The next part of the system that you need to create for yourself is your optimal time for working on your project, scheduling that on your calendar and sticking to it as if your life depends on it. So everybody works at different times. You know, I'm one who doesn't require a lot of sleep. I function really well uh, when I wake up and I'm in the middle of the night. I usually get things done, um, you know, really well when it's the stillness of the night. That's the best time for me. I'm highly creative. Uh, I feel focused and alert. Like at the time of recording this, it's 4 a.m. And I started working on this uh, uh, about 30 minutes ago. So about 3.30 a.m., I was started working on this project. And I feel great. I'm alert. I'm excited. I'm pumped up. And this is the best time for me. So I commit to work on a project until I get it done. I time box it. And I say, okay, I'm going to work from 3.30 to 5 o'clock. And here are the things that I want to get done within that time. Um, for me, this is the best because no one else is up. No one's trying to get my attention. Social media is not trying to get my attention. My family is not trying to get my attention. Um, my assistants and the people I work with aren't trying to get my attention. So it's, it's prime time for me to be able to be uninterrupted and to get this done, to record these, these podcasts for you or us. So the next part of your system, this part of your system, you got accountability, number one, holding yourself accountable, allowing others to assist you with that. Number two is to find your prime time. Find out that two, three, four hours a day where you are most creative, most inspired, 
discover that for yourself. And you might have to play around with this at first if you're not used to it. And then you need to box it out. You need to put it on your calendar and commit to work on your business every single day. And I'm going to say every single day, especially if you're trying to scale up big, you're doing something big outside of yourself, literally every single day. That's seven days a week. That's, you know, people are like, oh, I need an off day. Off days, thinking that you need two days off is a worker mentality. As an entrepreneur, you do what it takes when you have to do it to make sure that you're successful. And that's, that could be seven days. Now, I'm not saying you got to put in eight-hour days for seven days. What I'm saying is you need to do something on your business, your goal, whatever it is that you're working on every single day, literally all seven days. Put it on your calendar and then honor it as if your life depends on it. That's part two of your system. What we got so far, accountability prime time. Accountability and prime time. Number three is honor your calendar. Just do what you say. Your calendar is a system within itself. Utilize it. Don't try to put things in your head like, oh, I'm going to do this over there when then. No. Calendar everything and then honor that calendar like you're giving your word to things. This will help you maintain balance. It will also be a metric for how much you, time you spend where, right? Because you'll be able to look at that calendar and see, oh, wow, I spent a lot of time, you know, driving kids around. What can I stack on top of that to, you know, make that a little more productive for myself or whatever, right? It gives you a metric. It gives you a picture of where your time is spent so that you can utilize it effectively. And, you know, you can create that sense of balance. So that you're, you know, paying attention to your health and wellness, taking care of your entertainment needs, taking care of your family, all those things that are important to you, and still uh, putting your business as a priority or your goal as a priority. So calendar systems, it doesn't matter if it's paper, it doesn't matter if it's digital. I prefer digital. I do have a paper backup because sometimes I just like to go analog like that, but it doesn't really matter. Whatever works for you best, just anything that goes on that calendar, it is, it is like you have signed a contract saying, I agree to show up to do what's at this calendar. Now, I'm not saying things don't get renegotiated because they do, right? Some stuff happens, a kid gets sick, you know, whatever. You have to renegotiate those things. That's perfect. Renegotiate when necessary. Try not to have as many of those renegotiations as possible and stick to what you say you're going to do when you're saying you're going to do it. So look at that. I'm recording this right now, and there's like a ambulance in the background. <laughs> so I pardon, pardon me for that little interruption. I got sidetracked. But we got three things right here. We got accountability. We got prime time. And we got honoring our calendar as our word, right, and calendaring everything. Um, the fourth part of this, of creating your system, is soliciting support, right? So you're going to have to, 
invite other people to be a part of your project, to help you help you at some point. In that system is in this part of the system, you need to empower those people so that you're not micromanaging, that you are empowering the support that you get. And reach out to people for support, ongoing support. Network, coordinate with folks, so get support from people. So these are the these are the pieces to your system. Design this out, structure this out, and utilize this. Take this on powerfully. Guys, this is the new year. This is like we're entering 2019. I don't know when you're listening to this podcast. It could be 2020 by now. The principle is still the same. It still applies anytime you listen to this. But take this system on powerfully, implement it, utilize it, make it your own, make it a part of who you are. And I guarantee you'll you'll start to see, you'll be able to see your results like multiply faster and faster and faster. All right. Stay tuned next in the next segment we're gonna talk about uh the the question of the week. And we also have some, I have some new information that I'm going to be sharing with you about the direction of the podcast uh, moving forward. So thanks for listening, and I'll see you in the next segment. Okay, everybody, uh, this question comes from Allison, and Allison emailed me this question. Hey, Jay, how do you keep your mind in the right place when things seem to be going pretty bleak and maybe you're not making any money? Well, first of all, uh, thank you for your question, uh, Allison. I really appreciate you writing in with this. And this is important because we all face this as entrepreneurs when, you know, maybe a project fails or there's something that goes wrong or maybe we're just not making any money at all, but we're putting in a lot of work and a lot of effort. So what I do uh, to kind of keep myself in the same space is I I read, number one, I, I have a spiritual practice, number two, and number three, I talk to other entrepreneurs who are positive, who are always, who who uplift me. Like I have a couple of gentlemen who are my business partners and dear friends of mine, and um, we work with each other to support each other to when one person's down, the other two is like, you know, we're there for one another to support and to really help that person see that there's something positive trying to emerge. So I believe that even when there's no money being made, even when there's no income being generated, or even when you know, maybe our project just absolutely fails. Um, if we just remove ourselves from the immediate um, emergency, you know, the immediate view, and take a broader perspective of what's going on, and then oftentimes in that broader perspective, like look at, at the overarching thing, like what could I get out of this that's positive? What's trying to emerge here? Um, if we take a broader look at things, we can often see where, hey, maybe we can tweak our actions and maybe that might make the difference. Or, you know, maybe this particular path is not the right path, so maybe I need to pivot and do something different here. And 
I I always look for the good. You know, like even when I businesses have failed, and believe me, I've had more failed businesses than successful ones. Even when businesses have failed, I always try to look to see what did I learn from that? What can I take with me in the next venture that so that I don't have to repeat this lesson? You know, and I realize in the moment you're like, well, hey, I need like money to like pay for my hosting for a website to even have a business or, you know, like I realize that those tangible, you know, things, those things are needed and resources are needed for them. And I'm not negating that that's important. What I am saying is that if we're constantly in this state of desperate wanting, then we can't make space or allow the prosperity to flow in. And so it's really a challenge. Like we have to step out of it. And oftentimes if we have a support team, if we have a coach or mentor to help us see like a broader perspective so that we're not in the weeds so much, but we're actually looking at the field, um, then other things tend to emerge, right? Because often when there's repeated failure in a business, there's one of two things. Either we're not in alignment with what we're trying to do, or, and and I'm speaking from a spiritual perspective versus, you know, a very hardcore kind of MBA business perspective. I'm speaking from a spiritual, energetic perspective. Oftentimes, we're not in alignment, right, with what we're trying, what we're working on, or, you know, we've missed the mark where we needed to pivot at some point, or it's about to happen, right? We're like one. Most businesses fail, you know. They say within the first five years, and I believe sometimes it's because we don't take the broad perspective, look at things energetically, utilize our spiritual intuition, you know, it, or we just don't hang in there long enough. We give up. And I'm guilty of that too. I have shiny squirrel syndrome. So <laughs> for those of you who know what that is, but, um, you know, I'll be into a project and it'll be amazing. And I'm like, oh yeah, this is going to be the best thing ever. And then, you know, six months later, I'm like, oh, this is whack. You know, we only made a minimal amount of money, didn't even make the full investment back, you know, and I'm on something new. Well, it could have been that maybe I needed to reassess the direction that project was going or, you know, stick with it just a little while longer. Because often when you when you see a lot of challenges coming your way, those challenges are creating the preparation for the prosperity and abundance to emerge. And, you know, I know I'm not talking real business language here, but I'm talking more spiritual uh, perspective. And I think you just have to, you have to tap into this. You have to tap into your own spiritual intuitiveness and uh, look at look at money as energy as well. So your question was originally, how do you, how do I keep my, my mindset in the same place is, like I said, I have a spiritual practice where I continuously, you know, affirm the positive uh, for myself. And I, and if I feel like I'm too deep in the weeds, I actually gravitate towards my mentor or coach or my business partners who are often in a positive space. And it just works out that some of the, the people in my life 
are often in this really great empowered space when I'm not, right? And I think that's perfect. That means that we're supposed to be in each other's lives because they're there to be a contribution to me in that moment. And and I'm if I just allow it, you know, they can be a contribution. And then oftentimes they might not be in an empowered, affirming space, and I am. And then I could be a contribution to them, and there's this exchange. So I hope that answers your question. Thank you so much for writing in. Continue to send in the questions, guys. Um, I really love them, and I appreciate you uh, sending them in. The last piece that I want to uh, say is, you know, once again, Happy New Year. I hope you guys have an amazing year. I'm, I'm so grateful that you're listening to the podcast. I see the numbers. I don't know you specifically, or maybe I do. If you haven't reached out to me on social media or via email, you can look in the show notes and get all the contact information. Uh, also, please share the podcast. I appreciate you all doing that. I, you know, I really just want to do this podcast to just gift to the world and, you know, and give some of the information that I've learned along the way uh, just to share that to others. So if you could share it with your network, I would appreciate that greatly. Uh, it's on all of the major uh, podcasting platforms, uh, iTunes, Anchor, uh, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, all of them, So uh, Spotify as well. Uh, so I appreciate you sharing it. Uh, the next thing is that we're going to be having some changes to the formatting of the podcast. We got through this kind of foundational uh, podcast launch, which was the last seven episodes, which I hope you found a lot of value in. And now the podcast, we're going to still have this more um, organic type feel. I've been getting a lot of questions that I haven't even been able to address that some of the topics I think we'll bring up as podcast shows. And so if you want to hear about something, some sort of uh, topic that you're interested in that we can support you with, please, please, please uh, reach out to us. Let us know what you're interested in hearing about. And we'll definitely try to put that in the rotation. The other thing is we're gonna I'm gonna be bringing in some of my buddies, some of my friends, and uh, to talk to you about some of the areas of business that they utilize that have really helped them be successful. And it's it's just about giving you plenty of resources. I'm always gonna bring it back to the spiritual perspective because I believe that that is fundamentally the foundational piece for my success and for who I am. And I know that the marriage between, you know, having an MBA and having a spiritual MBA is what allows us to make a huge, incredible difference on the planet. So it's always going to come back to that. The third uh, thing, and I don't know if this is second or third, I'm just rambling off, third came out. But anyway, the next thing that we're implementing in the show is a book of the month. Uh, I absolutely love and adore books, and I believe knowledge is, is shared and gained through the written world so powerfully that how could we not honor them? So uh, we got Book of the Month. I would encourage you and invite you all to support the Book of the Month, get involved with the Book of the Month. This is how the Book of the Month will work. At the beginning of the month, like today, I will announce a book, and a book that we will read together, should you choose to take it on, we will read together, and at the end of the month, uh, we will devote the entire last episode of the month to that book. 
And I started to break this out and do this as a book of the month kind of book club thing separately. But I was like, you know what? All of the books that I read, they all impact my entrepreneurship. You know, whether it's a spirituality book, whether it's an actual business book, whether it's a marketing book, it doesn't really matter. They all impact what I do in my businesses. And so why not just incorporate that in the podcast? And so I've decided to do that. So at this point, the first book for the for the year of 2019, for January 2019, is uh, the Happy Pocket Full of Money. Happy Pocket Full of Money. And you can find a link in the show notes uh, to the book. Uh, it is called The Happy Pocket Full of Money. That is our first book. It's a very spiritual look at the energy of finances. And so I encourage you to actually pick the book up, take it on that you'll read this book for the month. Do the it has lots of exercises in this book. I've read this book many times. I'm so happy to read it again and share it with you all. And if you have questions about the book, please contact me inside of the show notes. You can find all my contact information. Reach out and say, "Hey, I'd like you to highlight this thing." when we do the review of the book, whatever the case may be. But I want this to be interactive and you be uh, a part of the show as much as possible. If you'd like to be a guest on the show, hey, talk to me about that too. I'm all for it. If you have something you want to offer to our community, that's great. Please reach out. So thank you for joining me. Happy New Year once again. And may your new year be safe, prosperous, abundant, and filled with love, peace, and joy. All right. Take care, everybody. Once again, thank you for joining me on this episode of The 44. Uh, Join next week where we'll be talking about the next step to setting up uh, your foundation for an amazing year. Uh, We look forward to seeing you there. Be sure to follow us on all of social media, uh, Dr. EJ Johnson. And also be sure to submit your question if you have one through the Anchor voicemail if you're listening on Anchor. Uh, That being said, have a great day, everybody. And thanks for listening.